0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. Uh, my name is mariwa Gavaza, and for today we're going to be having what I am looking forward to as a geek, uh, because we're going to be talking about smartphones and the smartphone market in South Africa, uh, with probably the biggest smartphone maker in the world, that is Samsung, and uh, we're just going to be getting a sense of what business is like, uh, you know, in the local market. They recently. Uh, Launched their uh, latest series of flagship devices, uh, that is the S23 range. And uh, they usually set off the year, you know, almost every year, they're the fir- one of the first uh, ones to actually get the ball rolling in terms of product announcements. And we're going to be understanding, you know, who's buying these devices and, you know, how's business in South Africa. And to help us to understand all of this, we are joined by Justin Hume, who is uh, Vice President for Mobile Experience over at uh, Samsung South Africa, Justin. Greetings to you today. Hi, very good to be with you, and um, yeah, looking forward to to the chat that's coming up. So. I'm holding a Galaxy S23 phone right now. This is the latest. This is a uh, Galaxy S23 Plus. Obviously, you know, you're listening to this, so you can't see the phone, but I'm holding it in my hand. Believe me, I am holding it in my hand. And uh, as someone who has a previous Samsung phone, um, the experience, it's been, you know, relatively. I can see it's an evolution. For me, it's an evolution as opposed to something completely new because the software experience is more or less the same. But I can already tell you know different type of device you know build quality all of that my question you know just to get the ball rolling is who is actually buying these types of phones right i i I consider myself an edge case because i tend to carry two phones and all of that stuff but typically in your you know who's who's buying uh phones like the s23 well it's um Quite a diverse crowd, I would actually comment that uh,
1: in the first way. You know, we tend to think about it as, well, this is a premium handset. And with that in mind, it must be uh, the ultra-rich environment perhaps. But we find this diversity with our S series. S is all about high performance but um, outstanding design. And I know as the audience can't see the device effectively right now, but uh, we've spent a lot of time getting the – the edging done right, the, the flat, smooth surface on the front, um, delivering an incredible experience through a, a, a super high quality screen. So all these things being in mind, we, we have a broad audience. But having said that, you know, you mentioned we are at the launch. We have just announced this product. We have those traditional early adopters, the techies, the the geeks and that, who have been coming into the stores. They've been putting a deposit down and saying, I'm buying this first because I want to have the latest and greatest. And they see that that incremental improvement. The one thing I'm going to be challenging you on there is you say, oh, you've seen – there's a bit of a progression going through yeah. and everything. Like that. When you see the Galaxy S23 Ultra, it'll blow you away. <laughs> it has got a 200 megapixel camera on board. Now, take a step back. We last year spoke about the Galaxy S22. That was a quantum leap forward with a 108 megapixel camera. Uh and we spoke about some of the incredible things you could do. We suddenly jumped to 200 megapixels and people are going like that's insane. That is huge. And then the question kind of gets across their mind of, well, is it worth it? You know, do I need it? And unequivocally, I'm going to say to you, you need it. Okay, you have to do it. And that's not me just uh, selling the product. The point of it is that I get resolution like I've never experienced before on a mobile device. Um, and I'm one of those photographers, I'm not a pro, right? But I'll take a, I'll snap a pick and then I've got a, crop in. I've got to edit a little bit. And often I don't have the resolution to work with or the granularity of, of information there. That goes away with the S23 Ultra. You know, so I think for somebody who is in, who is utilizing the tech, but is not necessarily an expert with the tech, um, it, this product applies to me just as much as it would to somebody who is deemed as a techie because you can then take those photographs using our expert raw mode. You've got every piece of information that the camera can bring in and then you can edit it in some way like Adobe Lightroom or the like. So, um, you know, we cater for the full spectrum of individuals and that is my very succinct
0: way of answering <laughs> who could buy the phone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and one of the reasons why I started at that point is to say most of the time When you're looking at a product like an S23, that is, you know, seen to be a flagship device, it's at the top of the market. But as Samsung, um, I I think Samsung is probably, I'm trying to think, but Samsung literally has products at almost every you know, price, uh, what you call this, price, price category in the market, literally from the lowest end entry-level smartphones, you know, up to, you know, these very high-end devices. So from that point of view, it's to get a sense from your end about what the smartphone market in South Africa looks like, whatever breakdown you can give to us and how you guys see Samsung playing in those, you know, various uh, price categories. Well, I think it's
1: actually quite interesting. Uh, the, the size of the mobile phone market is in excess of twenty million devices a,
0: a year. Twenty million devices in South Africa. In South Africa, every year, every year. Wow, that's a lot of devices. <laughs> now, a lot of those devices also are
1: in the maybe the two G handset uh, range. So that's you know still old technology. Those are phones maybe running from about 200 Rand to 600 Rand and the the like. Um, Having said that, what we define as as more the true smartphone would be a 3G or 4G product uh, onto a 5G network product. So Samsung operates, uh, our base platform is operating on the 4G mobile networks, um, and that would then move up into uh, the 5G products that we find on, you know, 5G technology on the latest handsets. So with that being said, um, from that category, we play in a market that probably is around about, uh, you know, 10 to 11 million units, uh, per, per year. Um, that's, and it's actually quite incredible in terms of the, how the different technologies play a role in those different segments. So, what we've really worked hard to do, and is to, and you'll see this here, is that there is our flagship device. But to your point earlier, is that we then bring that technology and we cascade it down uh, to our entry product, which is uh, called an A03 Core. That retails at, at about one uh, one thousand seven hundred and ninety nine rand, and we're still allowing the customer who buys that A03 Core to have a phenomenal screen experience good quality um, processing power uh, on board that device, and connectivity via the 4G mobile networks to all the data platform and, and data providers that, that are out there. So whether that be your Facebook to your Instagram or whether that be banking applications or content platforms and the like, um, we try and cater for that across the spectrum of affordability.
0: And from that, uh, taking into consideration, because you have different devices at the different price points, I'm very keen to then get an understanding uh, because of how South Africa's broken down. Uh, people always talk about dual economy. You have a big portion of haves, a big portion of have-nots. What does, does the distribution of what you guys are selling, I guess, follow? those uh, those dynamics uh, where in South Africa you would expect your lower-end devices to be selling at a much faster rate than, let's say, your more premium devices. Does that follow or are people still really just getting the flagship devices?
1: Oh, no. I think um, you, you can almost think about, about like the traditional pyramid is that there's a lot of volume in the more entry-level products effectively there. Uh, and we think about the total addressable market by those different price segments. But to say that is that the premium market in South Africa, the flagship product market in South Africa is thriving at this point in time, uh, which is almost counterintuitive to maybe the economic environment that we we see around us. And I think that's for a number of reasons. We we first of all have this um, 5G network proliferation that's taking place, which is great. We also have... um, you know, platforms such as this very show that is in brought to us and streamed to us and the like. So, content creation, content absorption is a very real thing, and we, we demand high end technology to, 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 to get that. Um, that market is growing at about three times the rate of the average smartphone market oh. a, at the moment. Yeah. So, that's certainly, um, I think, a testament to a South African consumer who sees value in buying into high-end technology because they see the productivity benefit of that. Effectively, one of the big dynamics, though, that are also creating this is that, as an industry or as Samsung, we've brought in a number of platforms that are that allow uh, multiple consumers to enter into this category. So whether that be something like our trade-in program, where which we think is quite revolutionary in that you could bring in your old handset, which could be um, cracked, damaged, and and the like, as long as it switches on without requiring a cable so it can power up itself. We'll take it in, and uh, you get 10,000 Rand off the purchase of the brand-new Galaxy S23. So um, you know, there's a list of devices that we trade in for that there. That just brings the price point and the availability to an even broader portion of the market. But we're also seeing even in the, uh, in the mid-tier products and the like, um, various financing solutions or um, you know, installment packages that are offered by the mobile operators, giving great value and um, paying off the handset of, over a term, but giving great value in terms of the data gigs that you get or the voice minutes and the like. So I think um, as a market, um, we've done particularly well relative to the global environment.
0: All right. I like the fact that you bring up the trading program and some of the financing because I was literally going to ask, you know, how are people buying Samsung phones, uh, particularly in the premium segment? Is it cash? Are people arriving at Samsung's uh, shops and saying here, here's my card, let's swipe, or are people, you know, is it contract deals with the mobile operators um, and the like? But it sounds, if I'm reading, um, if I'm understanding you, that, uh, you know, um, the contract deals or uh, the financing options are popular?
1: What's interesting. So, if we think about cash purchases and those wonderful customers who come (laughs) into our stores and swipe their credit card, um, that has doubled over the past um, twenty-four
0: months. You keep surprising me today. Uh,
1: So, it it is um, quite an interesting dynamic. So, cash purchase or uh, of. Mobile handsets, uh, certainly of Samsung handsets, uh, is increasing, but um, and that contributes around right about twenty percent of purchases. The balance, call it eighty odd percent of the market, is still done on a postpaid purchase, being that I bought it on my mobile network contract, uh, effectively. And whether that is on a twenty-four month term or thirty-six month term, uh, there's a number of options for for the customer out there.
0: One of the things that uh, I keep listening to you talking, and I keep getting surprised because I was um, at uh, the launch event and there was this talk about the premium segment. And once again, it's counterintuitive to what we're seeing in the economy. So it is a very interesting, uh, you know, dynamic uh, that we are seeing on that front. One of the things then that I'm curious about then is because of that launch is the number of devices announced by Samsung. Uh, But I did note that certain devices, um, I think it's in the tablet range and some of the laptops don't end up in a country like South Africa. What determines the product mix that you guys, you know, bring to a country like SA?
1: So I think specifically the, the handset and tablet environment we bring through a full portfolio. Uh, A number of years ago, we had the Samsung Galaxy Book, the laptop PC environment, and we we moved out of that market. And yes, globally, it it is announced, and it's not yet uh, in in the South African market. I suppose thinking about the the dynamic of of South Africa is when you're introducing a new product range, we have to look at, well… What is the competitive landscape? Is there space for us in this market, um, and also what is the size of that market relative to the service infrastructure you have to put in place, uh, the human resourcing that you have to bring in um, and the uh, you know the support for different channels and the like so these things go into into the mix. I think right now there is certainly there was a Maybe a a watch and see where the market is going right now. But subsequent to that launch, there's been a, an incredible response. I think many people saw the Galaxy Book Ultra, um, which even we weren't privy to the information prior to, to the yeah. launch. It was quite uh, intriguing. But there's been such a request and um, almost... um demand put to us to, to bring in that product, that this has kind of shifted from that, well, let's wait and see to, hey, this is maybe something worth considering. Uh, so we, we are in that process of looking at it, and hopefully we'd be in a position to make some announcement in the in the near future.
0: Okay. it is very interesting to see how the market does develop over time and, uh, and especially ecosystems right because you now see that a lot of people will carry maybe the same brand of devices maybe you have the same brand of laptop and then phone and then you know that type of maybe your TV as well you know uh, there's that branding element that comes in I think that's one of the reasons why I was asking about uh, that product mix for those people that want to I just want Samsung, you know, um, yes. across the board. I want the tablet. I want the. I want the phone. I want you know everything to just be the same brand.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think if I can elaborate on that is one there's that mindset of I want the same brand. The other thing is, well, what has that brand done in that ecosystem? And today, through our partnerships with Google, our partnership with Microsoft, um, and a number of others, is you have a true seamless experience between phone tablet, and um, laptop. So to put that in perspective is I would be able to uh, work on a document on my laptop and with my mouse, drag that across onto my tablet or onto my phone. So my mouse can work across all three platforms at the same time. So and I can start something on my phone. I can import it onto my PC. So you know, we spoke a little bit earlier on about camera and using um, the expert raw f- functionality, here I'm taking a massive, massive image file. It probably isn't productive for me to work on that file on my handset. It's easier to do it on my laptop. Here, without even thinking, the phone has already moved it from my, my handset onto my laptop and got it ready for me to, to edit and the like. So that intuitiveness and, and the uh, interoperability uh, seamlessly exists. So. With that said, yes, we are definitely in in the throes of of expanding that ecosystem. But that also expands to a product like the Galaxy Watch that we have. You know, seamless integration, watch to phone, phone to earbuds, earbuds to your tablet. You know, this all plays a role in creating just a, a seamless technology experience for you.
0: I like the fact that you're also bringing in all of these other devices, like the wearables and that, because I feel like in the discussion around smartphones and we're look when we're looking at the market, we sometimes forget about uh, what's going on. You know, with the, some people call them accessory uh, d- uh, type of devices, but how's that part of the business in South Africa? You know, we we've
1: taken a view where we an accessory is. A cover <laughs> for your phone. Um, gone are the days where a watch is an accessory. It is now part of the essential. And what's what's pleasing to note is, uh, in fact, in South Africa, we've been quite an innovative market. We've been able to bundle the uh, phone and the watch together on the mobile contract effectively. Yeah. And so you're paying it off over a term uh, or, in fact, you're getting it at a heavily subsidized rate over the term there. And what's incredible is that we're seeing over 25% of customers now who buy the likes of an S23 take the S23 with a watch at the same time now yeah. that's up from around about 6 to 8% a year and a half 2 years ago so you're seeing this very clear understanding of requirement for how the watch and the handset uh, operate uh, together or independently now with eSIM based Uh, watches. So what that means for those who don't know is that I can have a virtualized SIM card in my watch. I can leave my phone at home. I can go for a run and still get calls independently, still send messages or link up with uh, maps or whatever it might be in that space. So it's coming both a companion device as well as a standalone
0: device. And uh, I, the, looking at the development of the market, um, how do you see Samsung's place, you know, overall in the it, coming back to smartphones now? Um, when you look at uh, the ecosystem of the smartphones, because globally, Samsung is the largest smartphone maker in the world. And from the research that I've done, they are you guys are the largest provider in, what, in South Africa. How do you see, could you talk to us just around that?
1: So, uh, thanks, and it's really a testament to the trust that customers have put in our brand um, to, to make us the largest um, handset manufacturer in, in, in this country. I think where the market will go, yes, there will be continued developments through the handset. You know, I use the example of the um, 100 megapixel to 200 megapixel camera. Artificial intelligence is becoming a game changer. Yeah. Um, in fact, I saw a little stat that said it's the number one Google search or, or growth in Google searched words uh, this this year. But artificial intelligence, machine learning, these are becoming integral into our product experience. We have our AI engine. Uh, we call it Bixby, um, which is a nice one. And, and what I love about uh, Bixby is becoming contextual now. So through smart things, our open ecosystem architecture, and I'll talk to that in a second. But I can say to Bigsby on my phone, hey, Bigsby, put the aircon on at home, all right, because I'm going to be traveling home and I want the rooms nice and cold. And in the past, Bigsby would switch on the aircon for me. Great, you know, nice job, well done. Today, what happens is I can say, Bigsby, put the aircon on. Bigsby comes back to me and says, Justin, um, you know, the windows are open, it's not that efficient for me to put the aircon on. How about we close the windows and then I'll, I'll have the aircon going? And obviously, if my home's smart automated and everything like that, the windows close. But it's a simple example of how AI is coming into the fore. On top of that, just even in the camera application right now, um, artificial intelligence is able to distinguish at multiple layers of of the image. So, let's assume I wear glasses, and you take a picture of me. Normally, the glasses and my face are seen by the camera as one image. Now, artificial intelligence is able to recognize the glasses and recognize my face. So, when it applies the filters and the layers, it can give one color or one palette or filter or tonality to my face and another to the glasses and creating depth and distinction between the two different images there. So this is, uh, I see AI playing a, a massive role as we go forward, but also this open architecture that's coming through. So we call it Smart Things. Right now, Smart SmartThings uh, works across 300 different brands, um, over 3,000 different devices, and there's, there's hundreds of millions of customers on this. And it's a Platform that we will continue to push and to drive so that off your phone you can control your TV, your microwave oven, your lights in your house, uh, your garage remote, and the like it 's a still and central source with AI recommendations on different modes, different routines, so that things just become so simple the the basic i mean at the, at the simplest level today as we stand, I have a mode that As I arrive at the office, my phone immediately goes into, um, you know, sound gets muted, um, my screen brightness changes, and the like. But as soon as I go home, those settings are changed to my home setting. That's been around for a while, but imagine that across all your devices, across all the different areas that you go to and the like. These are the areas that AI is helping us control.
0: Yeah, no, I... I I was actually going to mark it as an occasion if we had spent this entire conversation without mentioning the words uh, artificial intelligence, <laughs> <Right there. laughs> but it uh, but it certainly makes sense. And interestingly, I saw another stat. I think recently Google said that in South Africa. The term chat GPT is one of the top five uh, most searched things right now in South Africa. So it shows you that uh, within the consciousness of South Africans, people are thinking about this. And uh, maybe that's where we can end. Uh, the conversation to say that uh, I guess coming back to you know having the smartphone and it being able to interact with you know many different devices. I said it at the beginning. I carry multiple devices and I can see uh, the the benefits of the ecosystem. You know you have uh, let's say a Samsung. Uh, what do you call this? I um, I'm willing to admit that I have a Samsung TV at home and I do see the interaction between uh, the phone you know and uh, the TV. I also have other brands that I see interaction happening between those types of devices. And it's coming back to that question once again, when you're looking at a market like South Africa and the people that are buying these devices to say, the type of decisions that people make when it comes to the smartphones is to say, Are people in South Africa, because in the the developed countries, I can see that type of thinking. Someone thinks about their phone buying decision within the context of, oh, I've got all these other things happening in my life. Let me also get the phone to complement my ecosystem at home and all that. And that's why I'm saying I think we can end off talking about in South Africa. Do people make those types of considerations apart from you and I? Because clearly we're geeks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Certainly, and
1: I take your point about being in the industry and that, yes, we see that. But unequivocally, yes, uh, there is a very growing trend to the customer considering the ecosystem into which they are are buying today and seeing the benefit of that interoperability across their their devices. I'm going to close with kind of one view that I've always had, which is that technology becomes valuable to me when it becomes almost invisible to me meaning i don't want to work at it and when i can simply arrive at home and the netflix program i was watching appears on my tv or from my phone appears on my tv or my washing machine is coming to the end of its cycle and i'm getting notified on my phone and i'm not thinking about it it's doing it for me according to the preferences that i like and learning the way i like that's valuable
0: All right. So that's been us. It's been a very fascinating discussion talking to Justin around uh, the smartphone market in South Africa, uh, getting some nice insights about the growth, particularly in the premium segment, because he says uh, there's been phenomenal growth. I think you said three times um, what, uh, what we've been seeing in the past.
1: Almost three times the uh, total market average.
0: Yeah, um, which is uh, you know quite phenomenal, especially given uh, because there's a narrative around how consumer pockets are stretched and all that. But it is interesting to see that within this market, um, the higher end devices are doing as well as uh, as well as they are. And also just talking about, uh, I guess, competition in the space and uh, you know making sure that uh, um, Samsung, at least. You you know, from their point of view, stays um, in the place that they stay. Of particular interest as well is um, the the mix of devices and I like the fact that we got a definition of what an accessory is versus, you know, some of the other product categories such as your wearable devices now and that people are more and more making those buying decisions based on what ecosystem, you know, they would like to stay in and live in. So that's been us. Uh, We were talking to Justin Hume, uh, who is uh, Vice President for Mobile Experience over at SAMHSA uh, South Africa. Justin, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks so much, Adria. It's been phenomenal.
0: Appreciate it. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the Podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on IONO.FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Muriwa Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a Multimedia Live production. So, from myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.